Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Washington is a sneaky film capital, home to a diverse slate of film festivals to match a diverse slate of interests and people. This week, the new DC Docs Festival is getting underway with dozens of features on topics ranging from the war in Ukraine, the Supreme Court, Joan Baez, Steph Curry, and many, many more. DC Docs co-founder Sky Sidney is the director of the Film and Media Studies Program at Georgetown University here in Washington. She's also a co-founder of the Double Exposure Film Festival and was previously the festival director at AFI Docs, where she and I met many years ago. Sky, welcome to Political Theater. Thank you so much, Jason. It's so great to be back with you. It's it's great uh, it's it's great to have you on the show. I think the first time that we did. Uh, one of these things that might have been for Sirius XM, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in in the which I went back to for the very first time in years, uh, but since before the pandemic, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, to be on Julie Mason's show. So it's uh, the world is opening up again. Yes, it is. And so, I, just a, a little background: your, uh, your DC Docs uh, Documentary Film Festival. This gets underway this Thursday, June fifteenth, in Washington. Uh, it's a four-day festival. It's screening at a, a, a number of different venues. Almost all of them are really awesome places to see a movie, whether it's at the National Portrait Gallery or the MLK Library or the JCC on 16th Street. I mean, it, it's just going to be you know a lot of fun. I'm moderating a couple of uh, panels for films afterwards. We can talk about the, uh, that a little later. But uh, this this was actually like this is the first full full all slate of uh, movies. For this year, I mean, last year you and 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 Jamie uh, Shore, your your co-founder of the festival, got together and and did this. And what what was the impetus for you to to say we we need to do this in D.C. at this time? We need a documentary film festival that we can call our own. Right. I mean, such an important question. Um, so first, uh, last year's event was our kind of coming out party. It was really an announcement of our intention to build this festival and to. Um, be in this space, and we wanted to tether that announcement to um, an opportunity for people to come or come together around film. So that's why, even though some of us, some of you, have participated in last year's event, we really do see this as our first year, the first edition. Um, but you know, there has been a documentary festival in DC for many, many years, for nearly twenty years, and DC is ex- an extremely important place for documentary which is certainly something we can talk about. Um, And we knew that there was going to be a a void in this city for a documentary festival. And we felt really compelled to ensure that that void got filled. And DC Docs is the answer to that. You know, it is a brand new festival and we're excited to bring new life to what it means to have a platform for documentary in DC. But we are certainly, you know, riding on the um, incredible work that's been done by the American Film Institute over the past 20 years to build a community for documentary here. And both Jamie and I had a really important part in that history and felt very connected to that work. Um, so in in learning, you know, that um, that AFI docs was first, you know, on hiatus and then 
not going to be returning, we felt, as I said, an urgency um, and a passion for ensuring the continuity of a documentary platform here. Yeah, and and it really is. I felt that that sort of void too. I mean, part of this, you know, was the hiatus. You know, was preempted really by the by the pandemic, and you know, it seems like we're still not just in in uh, film circles, but in all facets of our life, still shaking out what the effects of um, our our life in work and in family and so forth is, is post pandemic. I mean, I'm I'm in a newsroom right now where you know we have a hybrid sort of schedule of of people. You know, like they 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 can come in. A lot of people work at the Capitol anyway. Um, but this is the story of like a lot of uh, people's lives. Is is what does the post pandemic world look like? And I I'm I, I have to say that I was I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, I I think the first festival that I attended you know, uh, was, you know, sort of mid pandemic, I almost, you could, you could say was, you know, when I went to South by Southwest uh, yeah. last year and uh, it, it felt, you know, it, it felt great, but I mean, that's a different thing. That's a multifaceted festival, yeah. not just film, but music and, and, you know, really a little bit of everything. And, and I felt that, you know, the, you know, from the, the beginning AFI docs, previously silver docs, as you said, because oh. it was up in silver spring, it, it had this very special connection to Washington, um, and you know, it was right. It was we were ahead of your times, right? You know, there was right next to the Discovery Building, uh, nice. Discovery Communications Building. It seemed like a natural sort of fit between a documentary uh, filmmaking, you know, network and and uh, the AFI Silver. And then, um, you know, and then here we are. You know, twenty years later, everything has a lifespan, I guess. But so you made the decision, and then you had the daunting task of actually pulling it off. And so last year, it was great to be a part of it too. I, I, I led a panel for the screening of Sophia, a, uh, a movie about AI that came out uh, several months before Chat GPT changed the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and also uh, did a podcast with the the filmmakers behind Mar- Martha Mitchell's uh, the Martha Mitchell documentary. But this is bigger. I mean, this yeah. is. Oh. I mean, you have dozens of films. You have filmmakers all over town. You've you've got parties afterwards. You know, you've got like all this is this is the real deal. Like, what was it like to put all that together? Because you also have a full time job at Georgetown. Right. 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 Oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah. So, again, you know, this this was always my hope and ambition when we first decided to create DC Docs. Um, And, you know, the the launch event was always envisioned almost like a proof of concept. Um, But, you know, the process of putting this together has both been largely a, a process of of such joy and validation it's also you know a, an incredible amount of hard work um and there's no detail small enough that we have to pay attention to but what i have found is truly a groundswell of support and enthusiasm for this festival um and i think that it's it is a combination of so many things it is a certain desire to kind of get back into the world from this state that you described, you know, that kind of COVID state. I think it's also that we're in a space, especially in the film community, and in particular, the documentary community, where so much of us are observing and experiencing the the closure, the loss, the dismantling of a lot of important institutions. And sometimes for good, you know, there's everything needs to grow and change and change is not always a bad thing. But, you know, the, the sense of a void of some of these institutions is certainly not only being experienced here in DC. You know, a lot of the community are concerned about the future of full frame. You know, we've also lost maybe temporarily, maybe not the Maryland Film Festival. I think a lot of people in the community are 
are seeing that a number of these institutions, as I've said, kind of um, no longer in in these places. And so being part of something that's birthing something, creating something, um, we I think there's a tremendous sense of optimism and enthusiasm around that. Just the, just the idea that in this crazy time with so much difficulty, one has the, the you know, um, audacity in some ways to try to build something um, has been really interesting. So I have felt so supported by the community. And by that, I mean the DC community. I mean the documentary community um, with, with this kind of wind under our sails to do this. Um, and it's, again, it's, it's a tremendous amount of work because at first you're moving big mountains, the big mountain of the film program, the big mountain of determining what your venues are. But as you get closer and closer, it's like dust and all of that matters. Um, how you move people through spaces, how you communicate details. Um, you know, there's a lot of running a festival that's not sexy, you know, the kind of the physical stuff and you hope it stays invisible, um, because the minute it becomes visible, it usually means there's a problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, we feel like we've hit, there's just been a moment that we've, that we couldn't have anticipated where we feel like we're at the right, in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited, you know, to talk and, and to, uh, at, at, at a couple of these and, and to just participate because, I mean, again, it there. There's some political stuff there. You know, for, this is a political town. Uh, people love to talk about politics, to document politics in film and on, you know, in print uh, and and online. Um, you know, the Lady Bird Diaries comes to mind. You know, the, but also, I mean, like the the opening night, I think is is like a great example of like the kind of buzz that is is surrounding. Um, let's let's talk about that opening night because it's it's you know it's at one of my favorite venues and it's also it's it's an artist uh, somebody who's transcended you know the the decades as a as an artist oh my goodness i am so excited about this opening night it just it is such an honor to be able to introduce this film to dc but even more to bring joan baez herself here it's extraordinary um so in many ways joan baez i am a noise reflects everything we we hope and wish a documentary can do. You know, it it pulls back the curtain on something perhaps we think we know. You know, there's the kind of public story, um, all the this public figure, and and then this film that welcomes us into the most intimate and vulnerable sides of Joan Baez with her complete um participation. So this film is really um and we're we're exploring really from her own point of view what her this extraordinary um, story has been for her as a musician, as an activist, um, spanning so many different generations. Um, and here she is, you know, at the kind of um, sunsetting of this career and looking back and exploring critical milestones as and important relationships. Um, and so we're one of the things that's so special about a film festival is that you don't just see this film on screen, but you get to have this secondary experience. First and foremost, working at meeting the filmmakers, having them tell you a little about that their process, but in this case, also um, having an opportunity to connect directly with Joan Baez and the wonderful uh, chief film critic of the Washington Post, and Hornaday will be moderating that conversation. Um, but it's 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 shockingly vulnerable, you know, what she's willing to share, um, both in terms of her familial and deeply personal experiences, as well as, you know, really kind of 
uh, tantalizing um, professional stories. You know, of course, we're going to hear a little bit about Bob Dylan and other other kind of <laughs> figures that played a role in her life. And uh, I should mention, I, I, I uh, talked about it a little bit when we first started. Um, one of the films it, that you're showcasing, uh, 20 Days in uh, Maripol, is, is about the war in Ukraine. Uh, I, I'll be moderating a panel with the uh, filmmaker af- after uh, the screening at the JCC on Friday. And I mean, it, it could not be more timely. I mean, it shows the just how quickly... Um, you know, documentaries can come together. I mean, these these are professional, you know, uh, uh, journalists who who put this put this together, and it's a full team. You know, not, not just a, not not just a one person sort of gig. Uh, movies never are, but it shows the the immediacy of you know. I mean, you you talk about we're we're taking you know sort of stock of Joan Baez and her life with her um, <laughs> uh, in in the room in, at, at a panel afterwards, and then you know the, the next day. Uh, I'll be talking to people who, you know, put their lives at risk in the in the last few months uh, in in Ukraine at Maripol, talking about the process, talking about what they went through to get the footage they get, and that's you know that's as immediate as it gets. And uh, and just to me, it I'm not trying to toot my horn just because I'm going to be a part of the, of the panel. It just it just shows like how wide the range is. Is that. On, on one hand, you have a documentary about a, a person, a very significant artist, entire life work. And then on the other hand, you've got a very immediate picture about a war that is still unfolding as, as we speak. Absolutely. So. I love what you're getting at. And it's actually, it's you know, it's really interesting that when one is putting together a program, you're both exploring each film on its own terms, you know, and, and that film is speaking to you and it's something that you want to create a platform for the films are kind of their own universe. But when you place a film in the context of a festival and suddenly you you have 60 films, and that includes shorts in this particular case, and you know, they're, you're bringing all these people together and the film program represents brand new filmmakers with their first film, veteran filmmakers with their 30th film, literally a one minute film, a, a three hour film. And, I'm, and this is literally you know, part of our programming films from all around the world, some made by journalists, some made by experimental filmmakers, some, as you suggest, you know, featuring one artist, others, a team of journalists. There's something being communicated um, about the totality of that work and the, and the range and breadth of it and something just so extraordinary and something kind of magical that is beyond any one person's control or you know, creative vision um, when you bring that together. And it's deeply exciting. Um, and I do love I do love the way you can move between these spaces of one film that might indeed be about an artist and a singer and how one human being has impacted so many, and then these kind of unsung literal heroes risking their lives to communicate to the world what is happening right now, unfolding right now, tr- literally risking their lives. Many don't come out alive. I mean, there are many journalists who who have you know done this work, and um, that is the profound privilege. And in some ways, the responsibility of a festival, you know, to to um, try to treat each of these films with the respect that they themselves deserve in their own context, but and also recognize the way in which the responsibility and kind of what you're what you're creating by putting these films together. And for audiences who want to engage with us over a period of time, it's it can be an extraordinary. Um, 
sometimes kind of head spinning experience to move between these spaces, move between films that bring you joy and inspiration and others that are very difficult, but you feel a, a sense of responsibility to have to bear witness to. Um, so I appreciate your kind of understanding of, of the dynamics at play in a festival. I, I feel like I've had it on on my mind, this idea of sort of a body of work, maybe it's just because I'm getting old. Um, but, <laughs> but I, I think in, in sort of those terms, and, and I think that actually the, the pandemic may have helped this along. Um, one of my pandemic purchases in a 50% flash sale for criterion was Ooh. the collected yeah. films of Anya's Farda. Yeah. And, you know, there's 39 of them spanning a 60 year career uh, in in cinema, some of them documentaries, some of them feature films, some of them weird hybrids. I mean, mm -hmm. some of them sort of a episodic in nature, black and white, color. Yep. Some were commer filmed as commercials, really, for the tourism board. Uh, I mean, and and it is you know it, it is this range too of like I think one of the films is like three minutes long, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and it's a it's sort of a almost a silent movie on a bridge in Paris in the fifties mm -hmm. or sixties, and then you know fast forward all the way into the twenty teens, you know, when, and she's doing these multi-episodic, you know, ventures in, on, um, you know, exploring what it means to be an artist and exploring what it means to interact with people like JR, the visual artist. And, and I've, and I've, I think that's what I've sort of glommed into is that like so many people have these broad bodies of, of work. And I think that film, the, it's a challenge, you know, sometimes to, to just whittle, it, you know, to a, a manageable number of movies. Uh, and so hats off. But again, you know, there's, there's music in this, there's sports, there's politics, there's war. I mean, it, it's like the, all the sections of a video store, if you will. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. When, those things that once existed. Yes. Very true. Very true. And let's talk a little bit about the closing night uh, yeah. film too, you know, just to bookend yeah. it. And actually, I just have to say, since you've mentioned the video store, a tiny little film, Kim's video, uh, about yes. one of the most important video stores in New York City, which was so formative for me personally, is um, in the lineup and it, it truly celebrates the power um, of a video store prior to streaming. And um, it, it's really fantastic. But yes, every, every New Yorker's ears just perked yes. up there. <laughs> and I have to say, not definitive, but there's a very strong possibility. And I'm not trying to be coy. You know, it's, it's truly not definitive, but Mr. Kim himself may be joining us, which would be hey. for some, you know, others might say, what, you know, who, what? But for those who know Kim's video, that's as good as it gets in terms of celebrity. Um, but yes, um, The Space Race, another extraordinary film. You know, when we, I think when many of us think about astronauts, we have certain names and and certain, you know, we have people in mind. And, and this film is trying to um, raise awareness and kind of, um, sing the praises and also explore the complicated journey of black astronauts um, and not only um, raise visibility of their tremendous contribution to NASA, but also the difficulty in entering into that pipeline and also the way in which for a particular period of time, NASA might have um, kind of exploited, um, you know, exploited um, the African-American astronaut pilot in terms of trying to um, kind of send a PR message. And I'm not, I, I wish I could be a touch more articulate about this, but one of the um, other beautiful things about this festival and, and many festivals is this opportunity to have the direct encounter with the people you fall in love with and are so inspired by on screen. 
Um, so following the screening, we do have a number of the protagonists joining us, um, Ed Dwight, Leland Melvin, Charlie Grodin, um, as, as well as the filmmakers. And um, this film is just packed with incredible archival material, current interviews that offer a kind of retrospective look at this this journey, um, a little bit of a um, recalibration of, of history. Um, it, so it's a really powerful and important and, and long overdue film that, that brings some extraordinary uh, pioneers into the spotlight. Well, I'm, I'm really, like I said, looking forward to it. I mean, if, if those of you out there listening, you know, want, you should go to DC Docs, you know, uh, website, you can f f see the full schedule. You know, there's, there's a, a small write-up of every film uh, along with the venues. Uh, as I said, I'll, I'll be uh, moderating a panel after uh, uh, 20 Days of Maripol on Friday and then on Saturday. Th this was the lighthearted uh, assignment I took. It's a it's a documentary about the Y2K crisis, uh, wow. time bomb Y2K, yeah. which is I think is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but but I, I encourage anyone you know like who's who's interested in 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 good stories uh, to take a look at DC Docs and and swing by any of the many venues uh, for, for these films and and their showings. And Sky, I know it's uh, it's early. We are we're recording this a couple of days before opening night, but I know. Uh, you know, it's, this is, this is a fun time as it, even if it is kind of exhausting too yeah, at the same yeah. time. So thank you so much uh, for talking to us about the, the films and, uh, and the festival and we'll, we'll see you there. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And we will indeed see you there.